I'm your host, Matt LePan. This week, we're joined by one of our great technical sport representatives. You all know him very well, a familiar voice on the podcast. It's Phil Valpy. Phil, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Matt. So today, Phil is going to be talking about setting up zone dampers and zoning for your HVAC system. And while a lot of you have done this, some haven't and others don't do it the right way. We want to make sure you're doing it the right way. Saving you time, saving you money, and saving you some serious frustration. So, Phil, we're going to dive right into it. A lot of folks think that when you get to a job for your do zoning, you just need to slap those zone dampers up there. Not the case. What do folks need to do before they put the zone dampers in? We get a lot of calls and tech support about people who've gone in, sold the zoning system, and tried to start it up and realized it wasn't quite right to start with. So, let's start off with what we should do before the salesperson going on the job has to realize that zoning is there for the comfort of the person and we have to size the zones properly so we have to make sure if we're going to do zoning correctly that each zone handles enough capacity so that the um airflow from the furnace isn't going to be affected too much. Now, with American Standard Train Zoning System, we use dampers that will modulate. The dampers that we're using are EWC 35-second dampers. That means from completely closed to completely open, it takes about 35 seconds for the stroke. So it will take 35 seconds to open and 35 seconds to close. And you can tell by looking at the damper motor, there is a little 35S on it. There are many manufacturers of dampers and the key with zoning is all the dampers must be the same timing. If you have 60 second dampers, that's fine. If you have 15 second dampers, that's fine but they all have to be the same because of how we modulate the dampers. When we go to install the dampers, we have to make sure that we have the correct size damper for the ductwork. Don't put an eight by 10 damper in an eight by 16 piece of duct because it will affect the capacity. So when the salesman's on the job, measures up the ductwork and and we get the right dampers there. We have to make sure that our system can handle it with the airflow. Now, what I mean by that is a single stage furnace that puts out a certain amount of CFM, say a three ton unit that puts out 1200 CFM. If we're calling for one zone to come on that only needs 400 CFM, that is going to be very noisy and it is not going to heat or cool the space properly. That's why Train American Standard has a modulating system that uses modulating equipment to give the customer the best possible scenario for heating and cooling comfort. So that means we're gonna have to use the equipment that will modulate airflow. We must use a modulating furnace or modulating air handler to do the correct zoning so that we don't need a bypass damper. A bypass damper doesn't help us get efficiency and comfort in the house. 
So the trained American Standard Zoning System, which is called a communicating zoning system, will modulate the fan and modulate your heating and cooling to match what's needed in the house. Now, the first thing you should do is make sure you have a manual J on the house. The manual J is going to determine how much heating and cooling you need for each zone. So if we had a three-zone house and we needed 800 CFMs for one zone, 600 for another zone, and 400 for another zone, we're probably going to need a four-ton system. But manual J and manual D, which does the CFM part of it, is going to determine the size of each of the zones. So once we determine how much our heat loss is and our heat gain is, which will then determine our CFMs, we can size the dampers. Once we have decided on the size of the dampers, our zone panel is going to link them all together. And that's where our communicating zone panel comes in. The communicating zone panel that we have requires a variable speed motor in the air handler, either gas furnace or, or like a TAM-9 or a TAM-8 air handler. And that will vary the speed of the motor to give us the correct CFM and not overblow and be noisy. The zone panel requires a communicating thermostat and some type of sensors in each of the zones. We get calls every day of how do I connect the zone panel to the dampers and to the thermostats. Here's how we do it. Our communicating master thermostat, which currently is an A-Zone 1050 or a T-Zone 1050 for train, has three wires going to it. We just need to take the three wires go from the 1050 thermostat to the zone panel. The zone panel is powered with a 24 volt transformer. Each of our zone dampers, we can have up to eight individual zones with three individual dampers per zone, which means we could use up to 24 dampers on one, one system. But let's go with a basic three zone system at the moment. Each zone damper is going to be connected to the zone panel with three wires. There is a common, a normally open, and a normally closed wire. We can put these in parallel for up to three dampers per zone. So once we hook the 1050 control up to our main panel and hook the dampers up to the panel, we have our choice of sensors in the space. The sensors that we can use in the space could be a communicating sensor. It looks like the main control, except it's a mini version, and it is a touchscreen that has three wires back to the zone panel. We can have a two-wire standard thermistor-type thermostat on the wall that is not available. To, uh, there is no adjustment available on that, and it just wires directly to uh, two terminals on the zone panel that are labeled zone one, two, three, or four. We have a wireless sensor, and this is where we are starting to shine in the system here, is we can put a zoning system in without running any wires to the zone. So our 300 wireless zone sensor will directly connect to the zone panel without any wires. So we can put that in that far bedroom that the zone's going to and not have to run any wires. And that, that's, a, that's a big deal. There is a separate sheet of how to connect it up, but connecting the zone, uh, wireless zone center to the main panel is really simple. The 
sensors then could be a fully communicating sensor, a wired sensor, or a wireless sensor. They all can be controlled from the main thermostat, and if they have a touchscreen on, they can be controlled separately. So they are all put in parallel if they are touchscreen thermostats, and they are all wired directly if they are uh, thermistor type thermostats directly to the panel. So it means we don't need a lot of wires from the space to the uh, zone panel. The maximum we would need is three. The minimum we would need is two if we're doing wires or wireless doesn't need any wires. So once you hook up the thermostats to the zone panel and then we've hooked the, the zone dampers to the zone panel, we have to go to the air handler. The air handler could be a furnace or TAM9 or something. And we have to put a static pressure transducer in the supply and the return of this. The static pressure transducer determines the airflow that we are going to put to each zone. Along with the static pressure transducer, we're going to have to put a discharge air sensor. This is so that if the unit overheats or overcools, it will shut it down and not, not have a disastrous consequence. Now, the tonnage on this, you know, we can go from um, one and a half to five tons, but we must set the CFM on our air handler to 400 CFMs per ton. System is basing everything on 400 CFMs per ton. It modulates the dampers, but it's based on the 400 CFM per ton. Now, any one zone that we put in that we want to control the furnace or, or condenser with must have 25%. So when you did your manual J, you want to set the zones up so they have at least 25% of capacity of the system. The reason for the 25% is our equipment, our communicating equipment, can only lower itself's capacity down to 25%. For instance, a 100,000 BTU furnace can only go to 25, down to 25,000 BTUs. You know, a four-ton condenser can only go down to, to one-ton capacity. So the zones must be 25% or more if you want them to turn the system on or off. That's called a voting zone. If you want a system to be non-voting, like 10%, 15%, it will work when the system's running, but it will not turn the system on. So that's the key with the voting versus no, non-voting. And we don't want to use bypass dampers. That's why we have to have a minimum of 25%. Now, once we hook up all of the, um, you know, the thermostats, the zone dampers and everything, we have to go through the actual setup on the thermostat. The thermostat wizard or the thermostat setup on this, system it's pretty easy to use we go into the service menu through technician access and we go into the advanced setup menu or the setup menu that has zoning in it once we get to zoning we have to enable zoning once we enable zoning we then have to tell the dampers how long it takes to open the first screen says 60 seconds on it. You have to adjust that down if you're using EWC dampers to 35 seconds or to whatever timing is on the dampers you use. The original train dampers were 60 seconds. Some of the carrier ones that we used, if you're going to, if you're using an old system, 
or 15 seconds. So you have to adjust the timing there. So once you've adjusted the timing on the damper, the screen then asks you how many dampers do you have or would you like me to go find them? The first time you have it go find the dampers and it'll say come up with three dampers, zone one, two, and three. Once you find how many dampers we have, it then asks you how much airflow. Do you want me to auto size the airflow? And the answer is yes. We put the static sensor in so we could do this. You hit yes, it takes about 15 minutes and the fan will run and determine how much airflow goes to each damper. So we could have 40% to one damper, 50% to another damper, 80% to another damper. The cumulative total must be at least 100, but it can be more. Any zone can handle up to 100% of the system. A zone cannot handle more than 100%. So if you are manually putting it in, you have to have between zero and hundred percent or 25 and hundred percent if you're doing the uh, auto sizing. Once the auto sizing is done, it gives you the numbers for each zone and you can adjust them if you'd like. If you think it's wrong, you can hit let it auto size again. Once the auto sizing is done, it asks you if you'd like to accept it and you'll say yes. It then says, how many of these zones do you want to vote? All of them can vote if they're over 25%. If they're under 25%, it cannot vote. And as I said, voting means it takes that zone and turns the equipment on. If it is below 25% and it can't vote, it will only run when the system's already running by another system. So we've got the, the voting zones done. And now it asks us whether or not we want to change the temperature sensing on the discharge air. The discharge air temperature sensor is there in case the coil freezes or in case it overheats. Normally we leave it on normal, the normal sensors, and it will give you an actual temperature depending whether it's a gas furnace, an electric heat, a heat pump, etc. We usually leave it on normal, but if you get discharge temperature sensor trips, you might have to increase it to an extended number. For instance, if you have an electric heat, the normal setting is 160 degrees and the extended is 170 degrees. So that's what we do in the normal. So once we've set the temperature up, we then will have to set up the thermostats. We have to assign the thermostats to a zone. And this is the hardest part that people have. When you get done to the zoning, you will, in the wizard, it says, are you done? Yes, it says, Okay, I can't enable zoning until you enable thermostats. It says cancel or not. Don't, don't cancel out because you'll have to start over again. You want to continue. On the next screen, you are going to see a zoning sensor setup. And with the 1050, the zones can have any sensor that you've installed assigned to it. So you will take this first screen and set it to zone one and zone one must be the 1050 thermostat. So when you are assigning uh, or putting your stuff together, make sure the 1050 is going to be zone one. That damper that it controls will be zone one. How you do that is on the right-hand side, it says sensors available for this zone, and it will say AccuLink onboard sensor. On the left, it will say zone one. You touch the AccuLink onboard sensor, it will turn blue, you hit assign and it will assign it to zone one. There's an arrow then to go to zone two. 
Zone two will say these sensors are available. If they're communicating sensors touchscreen, you pick the one you want, turn it blue and assign it to zone two. Same thing with zone three. If you have a wired sensor, it automatically is wired to the zone. It does not have to be assigned. The harder one to assign is a wireless sensor. If you pick a zone, say zone three, and there is nothing on the right, you have the ability down the bottom to say, install wireless sensor. You touch the wireless sensor number, and it says, please push the button on your wireless sensor to send me a signal. You push the button, it sends a signal, and then once it sees that, it will accept it, and now you have a wireless sensor tied into that zone. The wireless sensors are controlled from the main 1050 controller. So all thermostats can be controlled from the 1050, but the wireless sensor must be controlled from the 1050, and the wired sensor must be controlled from the 1050. So once, you, once you're done that, you hit done and apply, and the zoning system is set. It will put you back to the main screen on your thermostat, and the thermostat will then just give you the temperature in the room and the mode it's in. We take questions all day long on each of those installation instructions that we have. So you can call us, uh, you know, at any time at the office if you'd, if you'd like. And we do have some literature that can be downloaded that, that we can put onto the website here. So, Yeah, and as Phil said, we do have the installation guides for your EWC dampers as well as the entire setup. The entire guide to set everything up, as Phil just told you, is down in the podcast notes below. So make sure to go down, check that out. You'll see the zoning damper setups right there, and you'll be able to click download and get this for yourself and put it on your iPad or put it on your team's iPads when they go out there so that everyone has it right in hand. I want to thank Phil for coming on and talking us through this. This is a pretty complicated process, and Phil does it as good a job as anyone out there in describing it and make sure that you get it done correctly. Again, if you have any questions, just call into the main number and ask for technical support. You'll get put in to queue and it'll either be Phil or Russell or Ken or Mark or John out on the Cape. They'll be able to help you out with anything you need, especially this zoning. They're all experts in it, so they'll be able to help you out right away. Thank you all out there for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Just search Taurus Tech Talk. Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Use the hashtag Taurus Tech Talk. And as always, catch all of our podcasts right on our website, sgtaurus.com backslash podcasts. One thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Taurus Tech Talk.